Warning, the following podcast is a shit show, and the individuals you are about to meet are idiots. Their opinions, anecdotes, and advice contain zero nutritional value. This is the critical human condition and all of its strangeness. This is life, according to an idiot. Look up in the sky. It's a bird. It's a plane. It's my fart. (laughs) All right. (laughs) (laughs) That's when you say, no, it's a mini-sode. Oh, my God. Oh, man. Look Uh, in the sky. It's a fart. Um, I've been... (laughs) I I don't know. Okay, this is. <laughs> I, you know what? In improv, I gave you what's called a gift. I gave you a gift. I let you get to say whatever the next thing was, as long as it segued into Minisode. It didn't. And you said fart. <laughs> I've been watching Adventure Time a lot. Mm. I don't know why. It's just like a very fun, lighthearted show. I decided yeah. to rewatch Adventure Time, and they have so many butts in they that do. show. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm just watching it for the first time. Really? Uh, yeah. And it's, I love it. It's great. It's really fun. Mm-hmm. It's good, like, uh, just kind of turn off your brain and, and giggle. Mm-hmm. Childhood humor that you can still appreciate as adult, yeah. which I like. But now I feel like a teenage boy in that I constantly have butt and fart jokes in my brain. Yeah, right. With everything. That is a very fun show. Speaking of adventures, let's go on a little bit of adventure into cryptids. That's what this minisode is about. I'm going right. to be talking about two cryptids that appear in American folklore. And I, I don't really Ooh. know what um, I'm doing with my hands right now. You guys can't see it, but I'm... He's like scissoring the air right I'm doing now. scissors. I'm cutting ideas out of the ether right now. Uh, snip, snap. You're um, Zoidberg. I'm Zoidberg. Mm-hmm. That's from another show, if you don't know. Futurama. Futurama. We can't afford to Ooh, be mentioning the these what? IPs. Oh, oh, oh. That's the noise he makes. Uh, we should introduce the show first. Oh, that's right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Hold on, hold on, hold on. Hey, everybody. I'm oh. Jeremy. Oh, is that Zoidberg? No, it's not. It's Mo. It's <laughs> close. Zoidberg's kind of like, eh. No. What are you talking about? He goes like, or whatever, you know? He has a voice, though. He has like little dangly testicles over yeah, his mouth. Yeah, okay. I'm going to cut out this whole thing about Zoidberg. <laughs> no one ever said Zoidberg. <laughs> Hi, I'm I'm Mo, and you're listening to According to an Idiot. Yeah, isn't that fun? Wow, it's just me. Well, just just her. It's just me. Just and them. Just them. There's gonna be some of that. I go I go by she they, so she's mm. she her still fine. I I mostly just don't like girl, woman, lady, ma'am, yeah. that yeah. kind of thing. Well, listen here, girl, lady. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I like to be called lady. I like to be called sir. We could swap. Wanna do some gender swap? Absolutely. Call me ma'am then. <gasps> Hi, ma'am. Hello, sir. Oh, that felt good. That felt good for you? <laughs> nah, man. I felt subservient to you by calling you sir. <laughs> I just realized that there really is very complicated gender dynamics uh, going on in, mm. uh, in our society. And the fact that when I was called ma'am and you were called sir, for some reason I felt less powerful. And that's a toxic idea. Huh. See, I feel very strong when people call me sir. I really like sir and handsome. Mm. That feels handsome, real good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Well, handsome, honestly, is just now becoming a purely masculine adjective because, you know, back in the day, you'd say, oh, it's a handsome woman huh. on the oh, frontier. that's true. On the frontier, get a good woman, but, you know, 195 pounds, got big arms for milking that- the cow. <laughs> And you'd say that's a handsome woman. That handsome woman that's got handsome- some strong wind behind her. Got some strong wind. Oh, you know what else got strong wind? Cryptids, probably. Cryptids, probably. 
That's what we were talking about. Oh. Back, back to- <laughs> so anyways. Anyways, this is a mini soda, so we can't be uh, chatting. I'm going to jump right in. Yeah. And show you these two fun, scary, spooky cryptids. Wow. So um, I can't really think about, I can't really find a real concrete way to tie these two together. All I can say is that they originated around, I don't even know when they originated, Uh <laughs> Probably like 100 years ago. Okay. 150 years ago in America. And they both affect working class Mm. culture. Okay. Both happens with blue collar workers and stuff. And they're both kind of cautionary tales. Sure. I'll stop yapping and start referring to my notes. So the first creature, (laughs) the first creature I want to talk, (laughs) the first creature I want to talk about is called the hide behind. Hmm. I love that name. I love that name as well. It, it is I've, so spooky. It's so simple and like primitive sounding and like mm, it makes your imagination think like I, what? It makes me think about like a kid who hides behind its mom's like legs when it's spooked. Yeah. So I, f- I feel like that, like it's claw into my calf. It, it definitely could because it does have very sharp claws because this is a monster. So the hide behind, the hide behind can be found in logging regions across the U.S. like Wisconsin, Minnesota, Michigan even. And I think also like the Ozarks. Mm, okay. So forested areas, places where lumber business was was booming. People were climbing trees, cutting them down, stuff like that. Mm-hmm. So the hide behind is a nocturnal monster originated in American folklore, which lurks inside forests and, as the name implies, is known for its ability to conceal and camouflage itself behind things. Ah. Many accounts and tales describe the hide-behind supernatural knack for hiding behind trees of all sizes. The mystery behind it is the fact that it is sort of this amorphous thing that does have a shape. Like, they do describe what it looks like, but it also has this magic to it where Mm. it can just transform to hide behind anything of any size. I was going to say, imagine you're like a supernatural magic being whose only power is to hide behind trees. Yeah. (laughs) Like, you can hide, little creature. Really good. When early European settlers began to establish logging towns, the hide-behind was blamed for unexplained disappearances of lumberjacks. Mm. According to legends, settlers found that hide-behinds had an aversion to alcohol, which was used as a deterrent. A hide-behind won't kill drunks Mm. because of the alcohol aspect, because for some reason it's, you know, repulsed by the smell of alcohol. I feel like this is all just an elaborate story told by a drunk father. <laughs> like, <laughs> like, like exactly. excuse its addiction to its He's children. Like, like no, I, I'm saving my own life. I'm trying to just uh, be good for the high behind. There's monsters out there, and this is why daddy needs his juice. <laughs> Go get my aspirin, honey. But yeah, I think that could also just be an excuse to drink. I think it's very possible that this whole concept of this monster was created just to allow alcoholism. Which I'm sure was rampant mm-hmm. with lumberjacks. Always, as long as humans have existed, so need the so need so, need. <laughs> so, so, so the need for alcohol so existed. Need the, so need the. <laughs> Did you see the like blank in my eyes? Yeah, you you, so you, need. you rebooted halfway through that. <laughs> as long as humans have been alive, so deep dip dip. <laughs> so early settlers of America, namely of densely forested regions like the Ozarks. Believed the hide behind to be responsible for strange, unidentifiable noises heard in the woods at night. And this is a quote from a book that I found and read a little bit from called Uncle John's Facts to Go Modern Mythology. It's like a toilet book, you know, like something Mm. you'd read on the... It's definitely like a bathroom book. Quote, the hide behind is a six foot tall creature with a slender build, quick reflexes, and a thick black coat of fur. Mm. After it creeps up on an unfortunate woodsman, it lets out a terrifying screech. 
Do you want to give like a impression? <clears throat> You're the woodsman. I'm the woods. I'm. Her. Yep. Her. And then I go. <laughs> Doug, what the hell was that? <laughs> what the hell is that? <laughs> and then I attack you. <laughs> yeah. Ah. That's when I uh, disembowel you with my razor sharp claws. Oh, wow. Ugh. Because the creature is believed. <laughs> Because, <laughs> because the creature is believed to hate the smell of alcohol, it's thought that carrying a flask of booze or simply drinking a beer was adequate protection while in the woods after dark. The hide behind's most distinguishing trait is its perfect hiding. Without fail, whenever one looks at a hide behind, it immediately conceals itself. This not only protects the creature from detection, but confuses its prey and induces paranoia. Mm. And just like other monsters in mythology and folklore and whatever, it kind of like feeds off of your fear as well Ooh. like you're pumping out those fear pheromones and like it's just smelling like mama's cooking mm. this guy's real scared and it just makes it more exciting for them helps them get their rocks off essentially Do you feel like because that's always like a trope with like magical beings and things that they feed off of your fear and then they always show like the protagonist like laughing in its face yeah and it like shrinks all i don't know if i could do that if there's like this big old spooky scary thing, could I laugh at it? I don't think so. In my opinion, I would have to be in the mindset of either I laugh or I die. Regardless, I'll probably die either way. I might as well try to like hijack right. the situation by laughing. Yeah, I don't know if I could like be brave just in general. <laughs> I don't know if I have what it takes to be a brave man. I don't know. It, it, it takes like all of my strength just to get out in my car every day. Oh, God. Yeah. It's like walk to my car at night. If I'm parked somewhere, oh, yeah. I, oh God, you know, mm -hmm. it's a good time for vampires. That's mm -hmm. all I'm saying. So according to folktales, by the time one sees the hide behind's full form, they are likely seconds away from death. And you see this a lot with other monsters as well, where it's like, if it, once you, like the skinwalker, it's like, once you see it, it sees you mm. and then you're done for. Once the creature has closed in on its prey, it lets out, like I said before, a blood curdling scream and either kills the individual on sight by disemboweling them with their massive razor sharp claws or... The hide behind apprehends its victim and drags them back to their lair. <gasps> Ooh. In Appalachian folklore, the behinder is an unseen predator with identical abilities and attributes as the hide behind. Also, it's repelled by alcohol. So this thing really is, you know, handed down folklore. Similar to the hide behind, the behinder is thought to be most interested in toying with their prey. When they've had their fill, they will reveal themselves and scream. This causes the victim to die of fright. So the behinder is a little bit more about, it's really like in Monsters, Inc. Right. Remember when Mike Wazowski kills the boy with by making him scream? He kills him. He yeah, remember? He kills him? Yeah, remember in Monsters, Inc. when he kills a little boy? Well, he doesn't kill him. He just scares him real bad until he passes out. Oh, no, no, no. You didn't see the uh, director's cut. There's a whole B story that cut out where Mike Wazowski kills a, a kid. <gasps> no. Yeah. Are, do you think I'm being serious right now? I'm like, what? <laughs> There's no way. <laughs> what? No. What? In this PG Pixar movie? I'm like, I don't even know if it's PG. It might be G. I'm like, how the hell? But like Pixar and like adult people making children movies do fucked up things That's sometimes. true. They do. They do. But Monsters, Inc. kind of played on the idea that screams are energy. Like scream mm. and, and fear is like what monsters feed off of. And uh, that's what the behinder feeds off of. But back to the hide behind. Yes. I'd like to be the behinder. I like to be behind her. 
<laughs> what makes cryptids like the hide behind so unnerving, in my opinion, is the ambiguity. Like, what really do you do? What is your deal? You'll never see it until it's too late. And so right. you don't know what you're running from, what you're going to see. Because, like, yeah. the last thing you see, what if it's really fucking scary looking? That's one thing that we don't always talk about is the fact that, like, it's not just kids who are scared of scary looking things. Adults are, too. You just think about them less because you're an adult. Right. But, like, once in a while... I'll see like a fucking scary Halloween mask in a store. Yeah. And like, I'll be like, oh my God, I need to go call my mom. Splash some water. I was at work the other day and I went to use the restroom and I hate it when I wash my hands. Right. They're all wet and there's no paper towel. And I got to do this little screwy thing to get the paper towels out Mm -hmm. because of the dispensers. So I always do it beforehand. Right. I always make sure there's paper towels. So I do that and a cockroach comes flying oh out. Oh my God. And I yelped. I screamed. God. This scared me so fucking bad. A little cockroach. And then it was like wiggling around all over the floor. Like, Did you step on it? God, no. I screamed and then I ran out. Oh my God. And then I, that made me realize how horribly I would handle any situation with any monster or cryptid. Yeah. Because if that little cockroach could scare me that badly, imagine a Bigfoot throwing rocks at me. Yeah. This little fucker hiding behind a chip. No. It's not just the imminent danger of facing like a hypothetical monster. It's also like your brain having to react to being startled and not just startled, but continuously startled because it is terrifying what you're looking at. It's not like, a yeah. oh, you jumped out and scared me. It's like, oh, you jumped out and you're fucking terrifying looking. Mm-hmm. So it's like, can I override the panic and save myself? Right. So it's strange. So it's definitely purely folklore, but it has become something that people claim is real. Mm -hmm. You know, people have claimed to have run-ins with them or whatever, but it's really just explanations for creepy things you hear in the woods. Mm -hmm. So here's some explanations for what hide-behinds could be. Because people were disappearing, like lumberjacks and kids and people in the woods, and they were also finding bodies torn up. Mm-hmm. So one explanation is bear or animal attacks. The fact that the hide behind is known to disembowel people with sharp claws could point towards bear attacks as a possible answer. Several sources I found compared its claws to that of a bear. Mm-hmm. Predatory bears stalk their prey, attacking from behind. Bears often stand on their hind legs, especially when they're detected and when they pick up a curious scent or sound. Um, because it's actually easier for them to see from that raised position. American black bears can be five to seven feet tall when standing, matching the hide-behind's tall, black, hairy appearance. And Mm -hmm. American black bears also mainly forage at night. Those black bears habitating near towns and other human-occupied settlements tend to be primarily nocturnal. They also climb trees to feed or to escape enemies, marking territory by rubbing against trees and clawing the trunks. Mm-hmm. So if you're seeing somebody torn up and then you're looking over and you see these claws in the trees and maybe you're seeing a bear stand up behind a tree right. or climbing a tree. You see the scary monster sitting in a tree. It's that easy to confuse that. Scary. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I saw this video the other day of like a bear chasing a skier Ugh. down a mountain. And like bears are really fast. They're freaky fast. They're really, really fast. And it was like going full sprint after the skier and it was barely behind him. And then like all the people on the ski lift we're watching it. This guy gets chased down by a fucking bear. God. What bears do you do? are scary. Bears are scary because you think they're such tanks they'd be slow, but they're very fast. They climb extremely fast too. Yeah. They also will just destroy you. Like physically, once they attack you, like they just toss you around and maul you. And Right. And like grizzly bears will do it just for fun. 
black bears are the ones that get spooked really easy. Yeah. So with black bears, the theory about the black bear thing is not that they're the ones doing it necessarily, but they might be in the same areas as other predatory animals. Mm -hmm. And when you look around for answers, you see things standing behind trees. And you're like, well, maybe there's a connection. They're just the patsy. Exactly. Black bears are the patsy. Mm -hmm. A second explanation is just like early disappearances. Forests are notoriously easy to become lost in. And once someone is lost in the wilderness, they can fall victim to rock falls, hypothermia, avalanches, or even predator attack. For early American settlers, the idea of a disappeared loved one or neighbor being taken by something mythological or otherwise would have been a very real possibility because it's also, you're talking about totally different set of beliefs, a different time frame with you know, science was what it was. Mm -hmm. The woods were mysterious and teeming with potential danger. And the hide behind could also explain kidnappings and attacks from native peoples who were threatened by white settlers. So there's also that dynamic as well, is this idea of kidnapping and Mm -hmm. Stuff like that. And lastly, what I think is the safest interpretation is is it's a cautionary tale. Right. The hide behind could simply be a myth used to keep people from wandering through the forest at night or to keep those who did brave the wilderness after dark to be hyper vigilant. I feel like it's like an old wives tale type thing to keep kids and people out of the woods. And then the husbands knew that it was all bullshit. So they're like, well, I'm exempt because I can drink. Right. So I'm just mm. like, so that gives them an right. excuse. Like, oh, well, yeah. I got my alcohol, so I can, I'm safe. Right. Don't like worry. Me and the fellas are going to go out to the woods and drink. We're going to be safe because we've got booze with us. Right. They can't get me if I have booze. It probably is. I think, yeah, it all comes down to lying to your wife. Mm-hmm. Most cryptids were forged from men lying to their wives. Yeah. Most of society's Damn. disappointing situations. Are from, are from men. From male liars. <laughs> male liars. Yeah, exactly right. That's my hot take. Thanks for listening. <laughs> yeah, yes. Uh, oh, another thing that also words them up to was campfires. So like ah. fire, fire and alcohol. So like if you're just drinking with your friends around a campfire, boom, you're totally safe. Wow. It's ideal. I really want to have a camp out. Campfires are great. If you don't shower immediately afterwards, you smell like smoke mm. for five days. Mm, it's great. That's the hide behind? Yes. So old-time blue-collar work is the yarn that connects these two cryptids together. The second cryptid, monster, whatever you want to call it, also falls under folklore and cryptozoology, Mm -hmm. is this idea of the Tommyknocker. Oh, gosh. All right, another creepy name. I like that. Yeah, also just called Knockers. (laughs) I like Knockers. Oh, put a little rim shot in there for you. Mm -hmm. We're going to be moving away from lumber and lumberjacks to coal mines. Mm. So this is going to be more about the mining occupation and folklore surrounding mining. I imagine a coal mine would be terrifying. Mm -hmm. Because it's always- a hole in the ground. Yeah. You're in a hole in the ground. It's always dark. Yeah. There's so many like crevices and things. And like, I imagine the light probably plays with the shadows and things. And and the periphery always looks like something's moving. Right. Mm. No, thank you. So- the knocker is a humanoid creature in Welsh, Cornish, and English folklore at large, specifically in mining communities. The knocker falls in line with a general trope in folklore and mythology of mischievous, often small tricksters, similar to the leprechaun or the elf. And those kinds of creatures interfere with humans through harassment in the form of pranks or physical harm. Tommy knockers are described as little people around two feet tall that resemble disheveled human men. Like kind of like little gnomes? Yeah, exactly. Kind of like little gruff gnomes. 
often witnessed having wrinkled skin and unshaven faces spotted with white whiskers. They have disproportionate bodies with large heads, long arms, and otherwise dwarfish frames. Oh, God, I really hate this. Yeah. Tommyknockers are said to wear mining uniforms that are scaled down to size, little (laughs) dirty overalls. Knockers terrorize miners by stealing unattended food and mining equipment. While seemingly lighthearted, the origin of their name implies a much darker intention. Knocker comes from the knocking on a mine wall that can be heard before a collapse. Mm. So in that way, they're also like a harbinger of doom. I was going to say, well, are they causing it though or are they just warning you because if it's a warning then it's good there's sort of two different interpretations of that some say that they're actually like uh they're tricksters but they're also looking out for the common man Mm -hmm. and that knock is like get out and run that's what i would think like they i like to think that they're gross and ugly and small and disproportionate and just generally gross but they love to fuck with you yeah just to give themselves a laugh but it's not anything like truly harmful And, like, they do come to care about you, so they give you these little knocks to make sure that you're safe. Like, they like to fuck with you. Giving you a little heads up. Uh, Maybe you should should get out of here. Yeah, because if you die, then there's no one left to prank. Exactly. And they really like that. Yeah. This knocking sound is a real phenomenon that has since been identified as the sound of the earth shifting around mine shafts prior to collapse, as well as the subsequent creaking of the support timbers before giving way. Mm. So that's what they're hearing. But of course, you know, it's a bunch of like right. miners from like the 1800s. So old, no one's going to think about old idiots, old idiot. We can say it. A whole bunch of old idiots. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not afraid. History's are you afraid of, to say it? No, I guess <laughs> I'm oh, going to come under fire. All the old idiots are going to be angry. <laughs> uh, in the olden days, miners believed the sound to be the Tommyknockers hammering at the walls of a mine, intentionally triggering a cave in. This is the darker perspective. Mm -hmm. Alternatively, like I said, it was thought that the the knocking was the Tommy knockers signaling to the miners that they were in danger and knocking a warning sound from the other side of the mine wall. Much of what we know about the knockers comes from England, specifically Cornwall. From as early as the Bronze Age, Cornwall and nearby Devon were home to tin and copper mines. This kind of mining for earth metals is estimated to have started around 2150 B.C., Wow. And was practiced throughout history until the closure of South Crofty Tin Mine in Poole, a village in Cornwall, in 1998. Wow. 2150 BC until 1998 AD. Why don't we do it anymore? I don't know. Maybe I think we've gotten all the tin that we need. Mm-hmm. I think we found all the tin. We got all of it. Yeah. All right, um, guys, time to close up shop. Hey, all we the tin's get- gone. We're good. Imagine being the guy who got the last piece of tin. Oh, he the last like, little tin. He, he comes up out of that mine, right? And he holds it up in his hand like Rocky. This yeah. is it. We the got last it, guys. Tin. <laughs> Don't spend it in one place. Cornish folklore says that the knockers were spirits of miners who have died in previous disasters. Mm. And that's why they warn the living. In some mines, it was customary to give thanks to the Tommy knockers by tossing the last bite of their meals into the mine for the spirits to feast on. That's cute. Yeah, it is kind of cute. Uh, miners also left out small pastries. Mm-hmm. Shifting to American folklore, Cornish and Welsh immigrants that came to America obviously would bring the legend with them. That's how. That's honestly that's how America got most of its folklore. Is it's, right because we're, we're sort not of creative a, on our own. America's just like a series of white people stealing land. So like right. w- new phases come in and bring their own stuff here. Right, because we kill all the people who have stories. Yeah, we also sometimes take the the most fun parts of the stories of the people we kill. <laughs> Legend spread to mining communities of western Pennsylvania in the early 1800s and to Colorado, Nevada, and California following the gold rush. 
Wherever there was need for miners, this came with them. Mm -hmm. This likely spread faster when these immigrant miners would lose their tools and blame the Tommyknockers. So you get this new guy in at the mine. He's Cornish or whatever. He misplaces his hammer and he says, it must be the fucking Tommyknockers. Mm. And some American guy's like, what's a Tommyknocker? Oh, gee. Wow. And he's like, oh, it's a scary fucking old man. <laughs> Takes all of my stuff. He's short and stubby and fat with abnormally long arms and legs with few whiskers. And he just kind of growls at you. Uh. He followed me across an ocean. <laughs> that knocking late at night. That's the Tommy Knocker. Tommy Knockers in American folklore are interpreted as being closer to ghosts than elves. Here, they're less physical and more like spirits, Ooh. like ghosts. Mm -hmm. When a mine in California closed in 1956, the entrance of the shaft was boarded up. According to the locals in the area, an organized group of miners who had worked the mine, all of them of Cornish descent, petitioned for the mining company to temporarily open the mine so that all remaining Tommyknockers could be released. Wow. The miners lobbied the mining company's general manager to do this so that the residing knockers could follow them to the next mine they were set to operate in. And the mining company agreed. This story was reported in an article by Lisa Butler in the County Times and Review of El Dorado County titled, Miners Kept Safe with Help from Tiny Magical Men. Wow. But the real... Tiny magical men were the friends we made along the way. That's right. <laughs> the real scary ghost doom bringers was friendship. <laughs> I also found this thing I wanted to share with you. This is relevant to this. Um, we're talking about all of those mines and stuff in, in England. And there was this story I read that happened not too long ago. A sinkhole opened in, in a Cornish backyard leading 92 meters down into a medieval mine shaft. Because I guess they're all over the place over there mm -hmm. and they've just been covered up with time. But you don't know if you're buying land that had an ancient medieval mine in it. Mm -hmm. And so this, these people just um, had like a sinkhole essentially open it up and they found that it was just the ancient mine in their backyard. Wow. Which is, I think, kind of scary because it's like, what's that down there? That is scary. And then you see all these tiny gnomes clawing their way out. Absolutely. It's fucking To knock terrifying. on your door at night. Yeah. And a little story about the knockers. Over 200 years ago in a gold mine in Smokeshire... Seven miners heard a strange knocking. Only four of the seven men were superstitious enough to flee. As they fled, the mine began to cave. The four survivors claimed that as they escaped the mine, they saw several, quote, short, gray-skinned men running ahead of them, effectively guiding them out of the mine. Wow. So we got the hide behind, got the Tommy knockers. Uh, I would definitely prefer to be greeted with a Tommy knocker than mm -hmm. a hide behind, because, I mean, the hide behind really is just... Uh, piece of shit is going to hurt me. Right. Uh, Tommy knocker. <laughs> he's going to scare me really bad first, and then he's just going to maul me just, to yeah, death. It's not very fun. Not a lot of room for fun pranks. N no, no, no. But no. Tommy knockers are kind of cute. Right. They're kind of annoying. Like, they're going to fuck with you, but also they're going to warn me of a immediate danger yeah. and death. So. I appreciate that. Yeah. That's helpful. Plus, I just love knockers. So. Same. Same. God. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Can we take a minute to appreciate a good knocker? I am right now, yes. And also, how fun is that word? Knocker? A knockers, yeah. Knockers. Man, why are they called knockers? Because, <laughs> like, when they're big and they knock together. They, they knock together. I'm yeah. doing a swinging motion yeah, with my chest yeah, that you can't see right pantomiming now. Pantomiming large like, bosoms. Swinging breasts. Yeah, pendulant bosoms. Oh, they're so big and they're so boisterous and wonderful and bountiful and beautiful that they could knock you right out. Absolutely. I've come across a few. <laughs> I haven't come across a few. I've come across a few. <laughs> <laughs> but um, wow. But yeah, that that concludes. Uh, that's a terrible place to leave off on. But that concludes this mini sode 
on these two little cryptids that you, you guys should be aware of. Because uh, if this is real, holy shit, guys. Holy shit, guys. The, the we, government we, needs to tell us about these. I just cracked the code. Yeah. I cracked the code by listening. I mm. didn't even do the research, but I cracked it. Also, could this show us that, okay, we're talking about lumberjacks. We're talking about miners. Maybe stop reaping Mother Earth's resources mm. and polluting the world yeah, and, yeah. and destroying Mama Earth. Yeah. And these monsters wouldn't be wouldn't be harassing you, wouldn't yeah. be murdering you. Yeah, you old idiot. You old idiot. Huh. Take that back to your medieval mine. <laughs> I bet that none of those men knew what a clitoris was. Ooh, you know what? None You're of those right. medieval miners. Every single one. Nope. But now Tommy knockers, they always knew where the clit was. Mm-hmm. But also they didn't need to know because they had great knockers. Oh. No no one pays attention to the undercarriage when you got a or great got a, a great upper carriage. A great hood? Or a, <laughs> Ooh. No, no, no. A great steed. Yeah, we're just going to retire gonna... this bit. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I think that's a good place to leave off. So yeah, thank you for tagging along as we delved into two new cryptids. Also, we have a Patreon now. We I'm going gonna, gonna to throw that out there. And it is live and you can subscribe to it. Right now, we just have a single tier of $2 where you can support us. We already have several people who have hopped on our Patreon and are supporting us. That's incredible. We love you yes. guys so much. We'll give you shout outs in, the, in our next full episode. Mm-hmm. But yeah, we're just uh, brand new, our Patreon, and you definitely yeah. check it out. It'll be on our link tree. Yes. And we're talking already about a bunch of new tiers and different yes. ways that you can contribute and interact with this podcast. So if that is something you're interested in, taking a look at please do and we also have merch now which is a new thing so you will also find that in our link tree with some other gay apparel should you also be interested (laughs) in some of that we are hiring editors now so that is some cha-chang that we are throwing out to get you more episodes on a more consistent basis so if you would like to help alleviate that for us a good way to do that is by either of those And also, if you just want to support us for the sake of supporting us, that's cool, too. Yeah. And if you want to listen for free, we're here still as well, obviously. So we just appreciate you listening. Yeah. But also, if you don't give me money. My kid will go hungry. I'll I'll get these knockers and they'll do some knocking. Yes. Yes. (laughs) I'll get Tommy. All right. Anyways, that was lame. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Those are all options and as always if you have any ideas suggestions feedback you can send us an email at according to an idiot at gmail.com you can find us on facebook and instagram at according to an idiot and our twitter at idiots accord to stay up to date on when our newest episodes are coming out and you can be jazzed in your eardrums by our voices yeah want to help us out even more leave us a review on itunes we'd love to hear what you got to say about what we're doing And also, it helps people find the show. Tell all your friends, I'm going to challenge you right now. Go to John. You know which John I'm talking about. You know which one. The cool one. The cooler one. Right. Go to John. I want you to grab him by the collar of his shirt. No, by by the throat. By the throat. Mm -hmm. (laughs) I want you to say, hey. Uh, (laughs) Hey. Hey. Uh, You ever listen to a podcast? And then you bark, and then that's it. He's going to be so intrigued by that mystery, he's going to hound you for details later on. That's right. And that's when you spell it to him, and then he's going to have to listen. That's right. All right. Let's end. Let's keep, uh, we, gotta, we have to stop this with that. We, we, this is too long. This is too long of an outro. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's all from us, you guys. Thank you so much for listening. I will see you in time. I love you.